0: He told me that, you know, I watch too much TV on YouTube and he's seven generations of stoneworkers and he could do this. And I said at this point, we were like into it by like a week. I said at this point, I just I just don't wanna I don't wanna go any further.
1: This is the plaintiff, Darlene Arini. She says she hired the defendant to make a concrete kitchen countertop for her. And when it was ready to be installed, he broke it. He came back and did it again, and again he broke it. At that point, she lost faith in his abilities, and she's suing for the $1,000 she paid him. This is the defendant, Mitchell Joseph. He says the plaintiff's boyfriend didn't like the way the countertop looked after the first phase, and she asked for her money back. He tried to explain. It takes a day to dry. Then he would be back to remove the mold and to smooth it down, but she wouldn't listen. He's sorry the plaintiff changed her mind, but how is that on him? He's accused of not being concrete in his abilities.
2: All parties, please get your right hand.
1: What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, The
2: People's Court. The People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Williams, not presiding. against have been sworn, Your Honor.
3: Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Ms. Perini, you are suing Mitchell Joseph of SWFL Marble, Tile, and Stone for a $1,000 deposit that you paid him, and according to you,
0: he was not up for the job. Tell me what happened. Well, I hired him to do a concrete countertop, and he um, told me he had no problem doing that. Um, so he came, we talked a couple of times, he told me, um, that the whole job was going to be like 1750 and that I needed to give him a thousand dollar deposit. And I said to him, well, um, what if I don't like it? And he said, well, you know, you're definitely going to like it. And, um, if not, you know, I'll give you your money back.
3: Well, that's Um, weird. What if, what if you just say you don't like it? And then, Mm -hmm. you know, he's gone through, that's a terrible thing
0: for a businessman to say, but anyway, go on. Um, well, that's what, that's what he said. And so it's not even a matter of me not liking it. Um, it was broken in pieces. Uh, I ordered a an, an entire countertop, not a puzzle to like glue together. So where does he do the pouring and the mold? Is all that taking place in your kitchen? Yes, first he came and he said he had to make a template, which he did. And then um, he was gonna, you know, continue and pour the cement, which he did. And we watched him, it was right in the kitchen. And Did you take any pictures? I took a lot of pictures. First, because I was so excited that he was doing it, and then because I couldn't believe what it was turning out like. Um, but that's the template that he's making on the counter. And that was the first batch of cement that he poured on right there. Okay. When he went back outside to get the rest of the cement, that big blob had already set. It was hard he was trying to push it down flat and it was actually like a lump on the countertop. Okay. So I said to him, well, how's that going to work? And he said, don't you worry, this is going to be flipped upside down. So this is the bottom. So I still was a little worried because when I sit at a countertop, I don't want like pieces of cement slicing up your legs underneath it. But he said, don't worry, I'm going to sand it all down. So I just waited. Okay. And Um, What happened? So that, um, well, the next day when it was all poured out, he came back and he flipped it over and it broke in half. It broke in half. Yes. The whole piece that was supposed to be the over the counter for like a little just put a stool to sit there, um, that whole piece broke off. So he said, don't worry. It happens sometimes. He did it again. And the next day after the second time he poured the cement, when he had it, you could see that it was cracked everywhere. It wasn't just cracked in one place. It was cracked, look, everywhere. So I told him, you know, this doesn't really seem to be your strong point. <laughs> and I really don't, you know, want to go any further. And he told me that, you know, I watched too much TV on YouTube and he's seven generations of stoneworkers and he could do this. And I said, at this point, we were like into it by like a week. I said at this point, I just, I just don't want to. I don't want to go any further. Okay. And he said, okay.
3: All right. So, Mr. Uh, Joseph, tell me what happened here. She showed me pictures of a lot of cracked concrete.
2: (laughs) Yes, Your Honor. Okay, perfect. So, um, when I first talked to Darlene, we tried to talk her into doing granite. Okay. Um, They didn't want to spend the money on granite. She said we would like to have concrete. So I, again, I told her it was a, it was a, it's a, it's a process that has to be critiqued. You can't just pour a mold and then put it on the countertop and there's no cracks or, or chips or anything. You have to fine tune it. It has to be done in several stages. First of all, your honor, we were only there two days. We bought all the material, which was $700, um, I wouldn't even have taken on the job because there wasn't enough profit. My, my installer who was doing it, who has done several of them, wanted 500 So the material was 7 The install was 5 There was only a couple dollars left over for Southwest Florida marble tile and stone, which that didn't matter to me because we had took on the job. Um, <clears throat> when you pour the mold, it hardens. And then you pour another one and another one and another one. It's not like pouring a driveway or uh, a sidewalk where you can pour it all in and then let it dry for three days. Because it doesn't work like that. What you have to use is a specialized concrete that hardens within 15 minutes. So anything that would go in. And sometimes you get like a Hershey Kiss where when you pour it, it locks coming out of the bucket. So what you do is you just shave that top off. And everything on the bottom is going to be super smooth. Now, all the cracks that you see in the countertop get um, flashed the next day. What's that mean? That means you do a smooth coat with a trowel over the top of the countertop to eliminate all the cracks. Then after For how the long? cracks, have and when been...
3: you when you put do a smooth trowel of concrete over cracked concrete, how long does that last?
2: So, Your Honor, with all due respect. Okay. So there's going to be hairline cracks. They're not cracks like one inch. These are just pressure cracks. Okay. So when you have a pressure crack, what happens is you fill it up with the, you no, know, that that's a chipped corner. What about the this are the cracks? What's this? Yeah. Those are hairline cracks. That's a hairline okay? crack. Those, yeah. That's a quarter inch. Okay. <laughs> now what you do is you fill that up with concrete and then we glaze it with an epoxy after we're done. Now
3: we were only allowed to go there for two days. Well why did you start over if that's the case? She says you started over after the first one when it cracked. We never started over. We poured it one time and then we
2: came back the next day, flipped it over, the corner chipped (laughs) off and then we uh we were gonna you know put the corner back on and then flash everything and by that time, when we left that day, the boyfriend called and he said, "Listen, uh, we're not happy with you know how it's coming out. Don't come back. Um, return the money." And I was like, "Well, listen," I said, "You know that's fine. I said we won't come back, but here's the issue: we've already spent the seven hundred on material and the, do the you any, Can I just ask dropped. you? Uh,
3: do you have any proof that you spent seven hundred on materials?
2: Um, no, not on me. Right. This was over. This has, just been a long time. I'm surprised it even made it because, um, this happened, I I'd say 2019. I don't even, I think you only have a year uh, to stretch.
3: A down. that's not true. <laughs> and B when did this happen? Ms. P- uh, Parini?
0: It was February of 2020. Okay. The first so, I started talking to him.
3: Can I talk to, do you have your, your mate there, boyfriend or husband? I don't know. I can't remember. Yes. Can I speak
2: uh-huh. to him? Swear sure. Can I get you to raise your right hand, please? Sure. You solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So i help you, God. Thank yes. you. Thank you.
4: All
3: right. Let me hear from you. Were you there while this job was being uh, done? Yes, ma'am. And what happened? According to Darlene, it, um, after the first pour, when they flipped it over, it was cracked. And so they started all over?
4: Uh, they intended to. But uh, pieces just kept on coming off.
3: Right. But did they start ripping. all over, or did they just keep working on that piece, or what did they do? Um, I couldn't tell you um, the starting over
4: or taking you know, pieces out, and putting pieces? Well, you'd in. know because the concrete um, would
3: I, be missing. they would have gotten rid of it, and then they would have started with another template. That didn't happen, right? No. Okay. No. So are you present when he flips it over? No, I wasn't. All right. So when do you see uh, the cracked nature of the concrete slab?
4: When I got home
3: that day. All right. Did did he keep working after that?
4: Uh, The second day, he uh, attempted to uh, do some more cement, yes.
3: All right. Were you there for that? No. All right. Um, So you come home and they're gone that second day. How long were they there?
4: Uh, They were there the two days.
3: The two days. All right. And Mr. Joseph? So are you telling me that whenever anybody gets a concrete countertop made, there will be cracks in it, and then you just get a trowel and fix the cracks?
2: Yes, Your Honor. And see, Your Honor, with all due respect, it's not like concrete like you think. It's not where we're just going to fill up a little crack. It's almost like a super glue. This is a complicated job, and it takes several days for us to get it right. And once you pour it, it's never right on the first time. And I, I can say this for the plaintiff. I mean, if you're looking at this, nobody was there when we were there working. But if you're looking at this job, when you come home, you're going to you're going to say, wow, what is this? It's almost like if you walk into your home and it's remodeled and everything's tore apart because at first you got to tear everything out to put it back together, you know?
0: It was a disaster when we got home. There was cement everywhere, chunks of cement. I don't know how you were gonna put those, uh, reattach those. What did you end up doing, Ms. Perini? We went and got um, granite. granite. Um, The only reason why we went with the other stuff was because we were like flipping a house and I didn't want to wait another month and I didn't order the granite in time. And he told me this was a three-day process. I did love But you fired him after day two. Who's the one who called
3: him and said, don't come back?
0: I didn't, I don't know. I don't remember. You did?
3: Jimmy did. And, um, G- let me talk to Jimmy again. Okay. So, Jimmy, okay. You, you tell him not to come back. How does that conversation go? What do you say? What does he say? Well,
4: like, hold on. Because when I got home and I, I saw the disaster and I, I, I knew that it, it couldn't be fixed, there were so many pieces everywhere. So I said, look, Joe, things are just not working. When you say out. so
3: many um, pieces everywhere, you're talking about cracks on the countertop, because pieces elsewhere is correct. just a matter of cleanup. That's not has nothing to do with anything. So, and what did well, he say?
4: Um, he, he says, "Well, I, I understand what you what you you know what you think, and um and you know we we won't come back.
3: Wait, but did and he you tell you? I'm it? sorry. Did he tell you? No, no. I'm in the middle of the process. Don't worry. That'll be." that'll be fixed during the process. Did he say stuff like that? No, I don't think, uh, I think
4: he was kind of glad to hear me say, don't come back because uh, I don't think he really wanted to do the job to begin with. And um, and the way things were looking, I just said, you know, maybe it's a good idea that you don't come back. So he didn't argue with me. You know, he's kind of agreeing with did me. Did you
3: tell him you wanted your money back?
4: Yes, of course.
3: And what did he say?
4: Um, I already spent the money. Um, at that time I tried to put a stop on the check. And it was cash already, and the bank couldn't do anything about it. Right, and uh, and th- that was it.
3: That same day. The same day. Let me ask you a question, Ms. Ms. Perini. If you were told it would be three days, and you stop him on day two,
0: no, uh, no, we start. We started. Okay, your boyfriend on the
3: said night. he was only there two days. Your boyfriend agreed with with him that it was two days.
0: I I know, and I still think he was there a third day. I would almost bet anything, but it was a year ago, and I don't think they remember. So if, okay, but
3: if in fact, you know, it's a three-day process, and whether it's a three-day, whether he was there three days or four days, I really don't care, because there could be a delay. But if he tells you, look, I'm still in process, let me finish it, and according to you, he had told you, well, if you don't like it, I'll give you your money back. Why don't you just let him finish it to see if you like it? Why don't you just let him have, finish it, it to was, see if, the, if, if he's right about filling in the cracks and then the glaze on it and everything else? Because it's not like a concrete floor. It's something different, you know? So why wouldn't you just let him finish?
0: Because like I said, like Jimmy said, he was kind of losing it now too. He couldn't believe it broke again. And um, it just it, it just was turning into a mess. A piece of cement broke off. And it shipped the. Floor okay, Mister.
5: Mister.
3: I- Joseph, were you losing it because it was cracked? Not at all, Your Honor. We
2: never freak out. We're nice and smooth. I mean, no matter what you do, you can't freak out on anything. You know.
3: No, but was it upsetting you that when you flipped it over, it was cracked?
2: <laughs> no, not at all.
3: He
0: was losing. He. Yeah, was.
3: I hear you. But here's the thing: he uh, this is a contracts line. case, and the question is who breached the contract? Okay. And when I have somebody saying, "I'm not done." You should give him the other day to see how it looks. And then then you could take pictures of it and say, what a piece of garbage this is. I shouldn't have to pay for it. Give me my money back. But you stop him before he can finish. And now you want your money back too. How are you going to prove that he couldn't do exactly what he's saying, which is end up fixing it all and having it look like a concrete countertop looks? So none of us know how it would have ended up if you'd let him finish and there were all these cracks on your countertop slam bam thank you ma'am you'd be getting that thousand dollars back all you had to do was let the guy finish and then say this is garbage i want my money back and show me pictures of the garbage it was how are you going to prove your case here that he should return a thousand dollars when you didn't let him finish and he told you i'm not done i'm in the process verdict for the defendant
6: the verdict for the defendant no question about it miss barnini what are you thinking
0: I'm kind of surprised to be honest with you. Um, I thought I gave him the benefit of the doubt, but it just kept getting worse and worse, and I chose to stop it at that point.
6: Well, the problem is you didn't give him a chance to finish, and that's why the judge found for the defendant in this. I think By I the way, did whose idea was it to do a concrete countertop? But
0: it was mine. That doesn't sound like a very good idea. Well, it's very really beautiful. You should Google it.
6: I guess I will. All right. Well, sorry about that. You don't get your thousand dollars back. Mr. Joseph, uh, let me ask you, by the way, what's your opinion of a concrete countertop? You
2: tried to talk her out of that, didn't you? Yes, sir. I tried to talk her out of it. I tried to tell her to go with granite. And that's what she ended up going with. She ended up going with granite.
6: Congratulations. Good enough.
7: Okay, Harvey. So, Doug, here's the deal. If somebody does a job for you, and it's not perfect, you got to give them a chance to complete it, to make it right. Usually, that's one chance to make it right. In this case, the plaintiff didn't give any chances, and because of that, she lost.
8: Why does the judge have long, sneezing fits of 10-plus sneezes in a row? Seriously? Seriously, man, What's up with that? Everybody- just you know. the way I do it. You know? It's very My strange. I take
3: after my mother. My mother does it. Uh-huh. I have a niece who does it. My niece, Michelle, does it. Right. It's just the way we sneeze. It's
8: inherited. Definitely. I right? think so. Because I mean, none of, my, none
3: of our kids do it.
8: Actually, Christina sneezes two times in a row. Yeah. Almost every time. That's not the same wow. as no, nine no. to for, 13. For you, par, the, the standard is nine sneezes.
1: This is the plaintiff, Jonathan Freeman Sr. He says the defendant is the mother of his child, and she had him falsely arrested and accused him of hitting her. This has caused him great turmoil in his life. His lawyer proved in court that she lied, and he's here seeking the $10,000 he's most certainly due. This is the defendant, Olivia. She says she came home one day to find the plaintiff in bed with another woman. The louse cheated on her in their own house. Bottom line, the guy hit her. He was arrested and his problems are his problems and she owes nothing. She's accused of making things up.
2: All parties, please raise your right hands.
7: Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket. The plaintiff says the defendant, the mother of his child, filed a false police report claiming he hit her. But the defendant says, well, the deal is, she caught him in bed with another woman, and when that happened, he did indeed hit her. It's the case of Nightmare in the Bedroom. Thank you
3: Douglas. Okay, Mr. Freeman, you are suing the mother of your child for $10,000 that you say you had to expend because she brought false charges against you and for emotional distress. Let me hear from you, Mr. Freeman. What's going on?
9: Hey, how's it going? Um, so I met, um, the defendant, um, in high school. We were in a, I guess, maybe around seven year, um, on and off again relationship. Um, We've had our uh, ups and downs over the years. Um, it was more downs for me. And originally eventually got brought forth into this situation. Um, the night before, she claimed that I um, assaulted her.
3: Oh, hold on um, one second. You have we, a baby together. How old is the baby? He's seven. He is seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you ended up, at some point while you were on again, you end up getting arrested. And what is it you get arrested for, Mr. Freeman?
9: um she was talking to a friend of mine um he sent me the information and i was just like what do you mean oh, by talking to, you mean she,
3: flirting right
9: she yeah yeah she was flirting with a friend of mine and um, the friend sent, the, sent
3: yeah. you what information pictures of the texts yes ma'am and what wh- what did they say that made you think they were flirty
9: basically she was saying that he's cute um she wants to get to know him things of that nature
3: yeah that's pretty flirty. all right and then uh so your friend shows it to you and what happens when
9: he shows it to me, um, I get mad. I'm going back and forth over Facebook. And she um, I sent her a picture of me kissing another girl. Oh, she okay. tells me, oh, yeah, I, just to get back. She tells me that's why I called the police to um, tell them you raped me. And um, when did that happen? This happened in um, 2013. 2013.
3: Uh, yes. And had she called the police? Had she actually done that?
9: Yes, she said that I raped her. I got a phone call from um, DeKalb County um, Police Department. And when I went down there, I spoke to them, I explained them the situation and um, basically told them that I did not rape her. Um, I was able to cross reference the date she said I raped her.
3: So you, my friend, filed a false police report saying you raped her in 2013. Yeah. And we're yeah. going to talk about stuff that happened because you stayed with her in 2018. Yes, we got yeah after the false rape. Okay, game, why wouldn't you run line... in the opposite direction when someone falsely accuses you of rape? Unfortunately, um, I have mommy issues. I have um, mommy issues.
9: I was abused by my mother.
3: Why would you stay with her?
9: <laughs> we wasn't together. We, we eventually got back together. Um, because I was threatened for me not being able to see my son and things like that. My father wasn't there. I wanted to make sure I was going to be there for my son. So Was, was your son born you.
3: when she, when she uh, alleged that you raped her?
9: He was born I was
3: pregnant five months later. I got yeah, she pregnant. Was pregnant at the time. Was, she was pregnant yeah. at the time that you kissed the other mm-hmm. girl, and she was pregnant at the time that she was flirting with the other guy. Yes. Um, Ms.
5: Olivia, can you explain to me what happened on the rape allegation? Um, so it's not like it was the the sex wasn't forcefully, but I do feel like I was manipulated into having sex, which is what I explained to the officer, which is why they called him in to have that conversation.
3: Manipulated how? What did you tell the police? Do you have what she told the police? All it says on the uh, work order was, I mean, on the
9: case number is is I responded to a call for... Um, that says she was sexually
3: assaulted. I'd like to understand yeah. what police officer writes just that. I mean, because that's pretty incredible. So the police get involved. You know what? I should not have slept with that guy because, you know, he was kind of manipulating me. And then the police go, oh, let me go figure it out. Let me get to the bottom of it. Let me do my crackerjack police work and get to that. At the time I was Obviously, asking you questions. told him he raped you or the police wouldn't have gotten involved. In fact, your text okay. to him back in 2013 says when he sends you the picture, let's look at that, shall we? Mm. Let's look at that. You mad you got caught. And then he sends a picture of him kissing some girl. And then she says, really? That's why I called the police and called rape on your ass and pressed charge. You want to be dirty? I played dirty, too. I tired. So talk to me about that. Because that sounds like you made a false rape allegation because you were mad at him kissing a girl. Ms. Olivia?
5: At the time, I was 17 when I sent that text message.
3: We were 18. Right, eh? 17 or 18, I don't care. I mean, if it doesn't matter. It sounds but like you've called a false rape allegation in to hurt somebody to play dirty. Is that what you did? No. Well, it is what you did. You just finished well, excusing well, it I by telling me you were 17. So, Mr. Freeman, now let's talk that's 2013. Okay? You yeah, apparently you that. forgave her and you guys got back together for whatever reason for the child, for whatever. So what I want to understand, Mr. Freeman, is what happened now that causes you to come to court to sue for $10,000? Because the bond and the classes and all that is for a different case, correct? Yeah, they're
9: all for the, the original domestic violence um, case that she put against me.
3: All right. And that point is in what year?
9: 2018. Okay. December 2018.
3: And she, and Ms. Olivia, why did you call the police regarding domestic violence? What happened? This
5: time... The- December of 2018 he gets a message on his phone not a message a phone call and it says essence we're in in the middle of doing laundry and I said oh who is essence he refused to answer the question I'm gonna ask you again who's essence oh she's just a friend well I know all of your friends that I, I don't know her finally the truth comes out and it's a girl that he's been talking to for since the beginning back in November is when they started talking of 2018. Okay. Um, so I was like, okay, we started arguing about that. That led to him putting his hands on me. So not only are you putting your hands on me over a female, but it's a female that you cheated on me with. So I'm not dealing with well, how, that. Well, how did he put so his hands on first, you? At first, gripping, my, ha- gripping my, my throat, choking me, um, he decided he wanted to put hands in my face. So I don't um, understand what the phrase hands in my face
3: means. Did he hit you? Did he slap you? Did he punch you? What did he do? He slapped me with an open hand or a closed hand open. Okay. And then what?
5: So then I left and went to a friend's house and I called police from her house. And I told them what had happened. And they were like, "Okay, well, we're going to look into it. They took pictures of the bruises and stuff that was on my face and things like that.
3: You end up getting arrested for this in December of 2018, correct? That's the charge that you are, you have to post a bond on. You ended up doing, cl- that's what you want re- reimbursed to you. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. All right. So let's talk about that. She says that you attacked her. I see the police support. The police support shows <laughs> bruises on her. So what is your testimony about what happened that day?
9: I kind of decided that to somewhat like my mother. I don't want to be with someone like my mother. So, um, yes, yeah, she's correct. If there was a time where I got a phone call from a young lady named Essence, we get into a little argument. She ends up leaving. The next day I don't come home. She sends me a video, um, basically saying that you need to fix your family. I'm going to break all your stuff. Okay. Once hold on one second. That-
3: hold on one second. I want to see mm-hmm. that video.
5: Talk to me now. I'm starting to, up, I swear on the life of your son, I will. F- up, there is no way you're gonna sit here and tell me that you are gonna leave me for a f- like and talk to her instead of fixing the f- out of your f- family. Fix your f- family.
9: So when I got that video, I knew you know everything that hit the fan because the first time I left her, false rape. Second time I left her, she sent naked pictures of me to my job. Now, this is the third time she's claiming that I'm, I'm, the third time I'm leaving her. I'm figuring something's finna go down. So I'm already preparing that something's finna go down. I came back home from work later on that night. The house was a mess. I seen she took all her stuff. I'm just like, all right, cool. All right, clean up my house. Invite Essence over again. I invite her over. You don't waste any time, do you? Unfortunately, no, because actually this isn't, this isn't So you invite Essence over again and then
3: what happens? Tell me what happened. She says you hit her. Did you, yes or no? No, I did not hit her. I wasn't even at the house. I didn't know about the domestic
9: violence case until I came back home. I invite Essence over. We're talking. I hear something at the door around 2 o'clock in the morning. I hear somebody coming through the door. And she's trying to bum rush into the room. I'm holding her back. As I'm holding her back, she's starting to push me, like push me, mushy my face. I was like, hey, chill out, chill out, chill out. So, and I look, I said, what's wrong with your face? Because I saw she had bruises and stuff on it. She says, oh, you would know you did it um the police were called now they're on their way they take both of they take all of our statements um nobody was going to be arrested until the officers were leaving They get right into that truck she yelled out he has a warrant out for his arrest he has a warrant out for his arrest it's like a warrant for what the officer went uh came back went back to his car he did a little more tests and found out yes there's an active warrant out for my arrest why was there a warrant out for your arrest because earlier that day she lied and said i beat her when i was at work
3: so did you plead guilty to it
9: No, no. So then how did you end up having to go to
3: classes and all that?
9: They mandated me. With the TPO that she got, the judge mandated me to actually take the classes. So I didn't plead. I didn't take anything. When you get a TPO in Georgia, they make you take these classes. Uh, If the judge says you're guilty, they make you take these classes. Okay, so so did you have a hearing
3: and then they made you take the classes? Yes, I had a hearing. Okay, so why would she have to pay for your classes? You're suing for $720 for that because you're saying the judge shouldn't have believed her, even though the judge did, and you didn't do it, and she has a history of lying. The $3,500 for the attorney's fees, that was for what? That
9: was after the TPO um, cases. um, I was rearrested again for a felony aggravated stalking. Um, What happened was after I got locked up for when she lied and said I beat her, she went back and put my name aside and, and put my number aside the app Contacted herself multiple times. Went back to um, went back to the SBCU. Then she entered my name into it and said I was contacting her. Next thing I know, you have a police report of that as well. I um, have a police
3: report that'll tell me what that she falsified texts and stuff.
9: No, basically the police report says that she um, that I was contacting her. So because oh, I have a police report that,
3: that helps her case, that you were contacting yeah, her. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought I was going to see a police yeah. report that she was found to have been falsifying texts. Okay, $3,500 you yes. paid for an attorney. This is a statement of yes. account for one, two, three, four, five, six
5: cases against you.
0: Is After that accurate, the, uh, Ms. Olivia?
5: No. Who are these other cases? What are these other cases? I only filed two. And I reported a violation of a TPO order because his now wife, Essence, she called me and she was like, we need to have a sit down and have a conversation. I said, there's nothing to talk about. We really don't need to have a conversation. What is done is done. You decided you wanted to pull your gun out on me that night. I told you. Oh, she pulled a gun out on you? She pulled a gun out on me. And I said to her plainly. Did you have charges against her for that? I tried to have press charges against her for that, but they wouldn't it never went through on a gun charge that's the one on that didn't charge. go through the one she pulls out a gun on you and you say if you're gonna shoot what if you're gonna shoot don't miss because otherwise it's really gonna be an issue because <laughs> you have no reason to pull a gun out on me like that that was just it's like i'm not attacking you well i'm trying to have a conversation because i want to know why you're in my house in my bed with mm-hmm. him that's what i see I then he's like, Oh, they were having a conversation. No, y'all were in the bed making out, getting ready to have sex. We had hickeys all down your side of your neck. So that was one. Then um, the second was I was getting all of these different text messages. The number that popped up was his number, it shows up on my um, phone logs at the time. And that's what I handed over to police.
3: Now, you tell me, Mr. Freeman, when I see a police Mm report that says that you know, there are bruises and she tells me about three different times that you've put your hands on her. Does that mean you've never put your hands on her? Obviously the judge didn't listen to that 2013 excuse and required the classes as a punishment on the TPO. Mm -hmm. So why would she have to pay for that? A judge sentenced you to that. And then you have these uh, attorneys fees for these cases. You know, you filed this case originally. You dropped this whole thing. And then you've revived it two years later because she, you are now having pro issues with
5: visitation and custody with her.
3: You end up at some point paying him a couple of hundred bucks. Why did you do that?
5: Because I want him to leave me alone. I just wanted to be
3: overweight. And that oh. couple of hundred bucks was oh. representing what? His filing fee on the civil case? I don't know. I just No, it
9: was representing the whole. No, it was representing
5: the whole. I am am unable,
3: based on your testimony, to find that it is more likely than not that things happened the way you're testifying that they happened. I do know that this is something that happened for one reason and one reason only that you're back in court. There's a threat about taking you back in court for child support. And now something from three years ago is brought up when, if it's true that. The whole thing was a scandalous lie. Why wouldn't you have pursued it three years ago? But all right, you brought it up. You've had your chance to prove it to me. You had five cases against you for violating restraining orders, for having communication anyway, for sending third parties to communicate with her. You know, and you have this really bad relationship, the two of you, and it doesn't seem to matter if this pours over onto the child. You guys don't belong in a small claims court. You guys belong in family court. You belong in a place where there's court ordered intervention for everybody involved. So, not for you and not for him, but for the child. In terms of being able to prove to me that she owes you 10 grand, I find you fail to be able to prove it. That is my verdict.
6: Well, in this major dispute between two parents involving a child, the judge finds the plaintiff does not get $10,000. So let's see what uh, Mr. Freeman has to say. You brought the case to court, Mr. Freeman. What do you think?
9: Unfortunately, she didn't even allow me to explain. Um, There's a situation to where she did an aggravated stalking. I was able to prove that she was lying about the aggravated stalking. I got that case dismissed. I also went every single month. Every time I tried to do anything for my son, she brought me back to court. I had to get, I got each and every one, all those cases that were on there were all dismissed cases against her. All payments I had to make towards the lawyer, and eventually the final case for this had got dismissed. All of my cases had got dismissed. I did my best and try to file. She was, up, she was paying me. She paid me for the original lawsuit that I put against her.
6: I know you're upset, but the judge heard you. She heard you she with your points. She did not feel like you proved your case. She also said this because is a case that really belongs in family court. So that's her decision. Okay, let me talk to you, Olivia. You heard the judge. I mean, this is not going to end in the, in this case here today. You know, you got to go to family court over these issues.
5: It's, it's okay? completely fine. He can go back to civil court. It's completely fine. But... The fact still remains, you went the entire year of 2020 without serving me anything. Now it's 2021 and you're mad you're being sued. It's too much. I want him to stop. Leave me alone. I left y'all alone. I don't call y'all. I don't bother y'all unless it has something to do with our child. So it's going to go back to family court most definitely because this is too much.
6: Uh, I think everybody would agree it is too much indeed. So you get him back to family court, follow Judge Melian's advice and uh, good luck to both of you. And that'll bring this case to a close. An amazing case, quite a dispute.
7: Harvey? Well, Doug, this is an interesting case because the burden of proof is a little bit different here. The burden of proof is on the plaintiff to prove that he didn't hit the defendant and that's because essentially he's suing for defamation and false arrest. He was unable to prove that. Normally, you have to prove an affirmative thing. Here, he has to prove something in the negative. He was unable to do it, and that's why he lost. Where is your happy place?
8: My happy place where the the best place to go to get away from it all, to recharge and just feel better is uh, our little place in North Carolina, and I think you probably saw that coming. Yeah. It's a two-mile drive down a dirt road uh, on 10 acres in the middle of nowhere. And uh, there are beautiful views from there, and it's just, it's quiet. All you can hear.
3: I can see the, the change in your face as soon as <laughs> the tires hit the gravel. Right?
8: The wind in the trees, and the birds, and crickets, and that sort of thing. And you know what? The other thing that my dog loves it. So, um, you know, if the dog. Because loves it's
3: the it, only time the dog's off leash.
8: Yeah, pretty much. Right. That's that's my getaway. Well, how about you? Do you have a happy place? That's uh, um, other
3: than that. Other than that, my happy place is the couch when all the girls are home and everybody's. It's raining outside and we're all watching a movie or what, and no one can leave. Everybody's got to stay there. That's
8: so there. funny. You're, you are such a a social creature. Like your your happy place could never be a place where you are apart from other people. Oh, never. No, it's always got to be. <laughs> everybody's
3: every, like cats. Everybody's <laughs> like cats all over this. this yeah, 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 yeah.